Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. It's your host, Isaiah. Uh, We're going to do a little solo episode with the news. Um, I'm not quite sure if this is going to be like the new formatting now in terms of like, I'm just going to like do the news solo or with a little, you know, little guest or something like that. Or, um, you know, I, I obviously, you know, you know, Brad and I are planning on getting together. Hopefully, you know, we'll still make that happen. But I think, you know, maybe the format might change a little bit and you'll kind of get a little bit more of what you've been getting lately. Um, Hopefully you're okay with that. Uh, If not, uh, too damn bad. Uh, (laughs) But um, let's see. Let's talk about some food. Let's talk about some life. Um, I got a new thing. I treated myself um, for all my hard work. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. What did I get? Sorry. I did a little pregame before I press play. Um, Chef Man, uh, Chef Man. I got an, uh, an air fryer. So I was at Best Buy. I needed to get some new headphones. That was another treat myself. So I got myself some, some decent headphones, or I'd say they're pretty nice. Um, some Skull Candies, uh, the little wireless and little numbers. But that's not the point. That's not food. Um, I was in the checkout, though, and I noticed they have, like, a little pyramid of air fryers and i've been wanting an air fryer for a long time all my friends have been flexing on me telling me how good it is i've tried it it was good the food so i was like i know i need one um but they had like the ones for like 130 and i'm like i'm not trying to do that then i saw a small one in this like pyramid of air fryers next to the cash register weird impulse buy but okay i'm here um i asked the the lady like hey how much is this and she's like 50 dollars and I was like, ooh, that's perfect, because this small one is literally perfect for my house. So got that, felt really good about it. Um, first thing I tried out of it was egg rolls and pot stickers. Um, I will say, um, with my chef man, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, egg rolls turned out very well. Um, I will say the pot stickers kind of didn't. Um, but I do feel like all the basic things, like chicken fries um like just general meats and stuff you can put in it are gonna like go well um so i'm stoked i'm really happy about it um in terms of i think i mentioned i had some car issues um i had some more car issues uh my i had a flat tire but luckily got that worked out and i think maybe my car is running a little better fingers crossed give me your energy um but uh yeah, that 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 kind of covers our base. Oh, TV. Um, I finished Arcane. Uh, that was fun. It was good. Um, I'm trying to finish you, y'all. I I, I really am, but that shit is hard. <laughs> it's getting boring. Um, but uh, I got a couple episodes to go on that. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, still good, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, let's see some news for you more news like i said i got a lot um i'm trying not to you know follow the step here but things you know things fall through the cracks i don't like to cover what i like to cover first and then maybe try to circle back um but let's see uh at least at least 53 migrants uh killed in tractor trailer crash in southern mexico uh this was the los angeles times um 
I'm glad too that the the verbiage I feel like is getting better at least lately. Like we're not going illegal immigrants or whatever. It's just like flat out migrants because that really is what it is. It's people trying to get from one country to another the best way they know how, the best way they can. Um, but essentially in this situation, uh, 53 people were killed after a tractor trailer overturned in southern Mexico on Thursday. And uh, this, apparently this is one of the worst tragedies in recent memory to befall migrants trying to reach the United States. Um, initially, it was like 107 migrants were packed into the back of a truck. Um, and I think the vehicle hit a curve wrong and it flipped um, into the concrete base of a pedestrian bridge. Um, so there was a lot of injury, a lot of injuries as well. Um, you know, just really overall bad scene. I know we had that bus incident earlier in a previous episode with other migrants, but or those are people traveling, you know, for religious stuff and all that. But I mean, either way, these things are still sad, upsetting. Um, they said that the driver was initially reported as dead, but then they realized that he wasn't dead, but he had, fle- had fled. And I think he's still at large. Um, but uh, just essentially just like a sad situation. Um, any kind of loss of life is never what you want to see. Um, and, you know, a lot of these things can be marked as avoidable because, you know, if you make more accessible, easy ways to get into the country, you know, then therefore it's a lot easier and people don't resort to, you know, getting into these crowded driving situations or these hazardous situations, um, that can lead to, you know, loss of life. Um, but, um, something I did want to mention, talk about, it kind of came down the pipe. Um, also we have, uh, the mass shooting survivors file a hundred million, um, in lawsuits against the Oxford schools. I got this from Detroit news. Um, essentially the situation from the Ethan Crumbly shooting in Oxford high school, um, two siblings, uh, Riley France 17 and Bella France 14, um, are like the first to start their lawsuit procedure against the school itself. Um, now essentially this isn't unprecedented. Um, there were, I think it was like $366,000 was awarded to, um, let's see the uh, victim of the Columbine shooting or victims. Um, but this is a little bit different because there's a bit of governmental immunity in the Michigan laws that is built in here that potentially will say, no, you can't sue the schools period. Like, yeah, this happened, but it's not, you know, um, you're just not allowed, but essentially the rebuttal is that this was so egregious that the neglect was so egregious in the situation that it should be considered. And um, I mean, me personally, I kind of get it just because the superintendent and the principal were, were both alerted to this child, uh, Ethan, um, through text, social media posts, um, you know, things in school, like they knew about this and they didn't do anything to stop it other than just alerting the parents. And, um, you know, I get that. I understand that there's a thought that maybe we should be a little bit more relaxed in these situations and let maybe the parents step in and handle it themselves. But at the same time, if this child is posing a threat with the things that they're saying and, and posting about, then intervening does make sense. And especially even on the day, he was walking around with a backpack and he was stopped. And instead of actually doing anything about it, they just let him, you know, 
continue with the book bag. They didn't make him put it up or anything. They didn't search it, anything. And um, I do feel like this kind of negligence stacks up. And I do believe that um, there's a case to be had here. Um, and it does kind of open the floodgates because I do believe that these sisters aren't going to be the only people filing. Um, so that was a big update. Um, wanted to kind of bring up to attention and uh, we'll definitely keep you updated on it. Um, and also, you know, I want to know your guys' thoughts. I mean, not just this, everything in general, but always feel free to shoot us that email, you know, now and then podcasting at gmail.com. Um, you know, I, a lot of the, obviously everything we pretty much talk about is kind of controversial and we would love to get you guys' feedback on it. You know, whether you feel, is it, does this make sense? Is this crazy? You know, if we write, are we wrong? Do we get this off or on, you know, type, type beat. Um, let's see, we got some international news. Well, I mean, the Mexico news is like, you know, I guess that's international, but more international news. Um, Russia and uh, Ukraine, I mean, they've kind of been at it, but making headlines this week. Uh, Russia edges closer to war as new arms arrive on the Ukraine's border. Um, I got this from The Guardian, um, but essentially it's just kind of been something I've kind of been listening to on podcasts, um, like with the New York Times and um, just been kind of hearing about trickle down news and stuff like that. Biden this week called like a video conference with uh, Putin. It's about two hours or so, and they really kind of got into the meat of things. But essentially, it was in regards to the situation with Russia increasing its ground forces on the Ukrainian border. I believe 100,000 are there now, but potentially by the end of January, there's going to be set 175,000. Now, you know, there's people, you know, from Russia's side that are saying, hey, that's no big deal. This is kind of standard operating procedure. Nothing really to worry about. You guys are kind of making it dramatic and it's not a thing. Don't worry. But I mean, when you kind of look at what Putin wants and what, you know, kind of the idea is, is that Ukraine has always been a part of Russia. It's kind of been something I've kind of been learning lately is that, you know, there obviously was a time in the Soviet that that was clearly the case. And then when the Soviet broke apart, that was a big breaking piece was Ukraine being its own thing. Um, And now kind of the escalation of potentially uh, the Ukraine becoming a part of NATO and just their general alliances improving and getting bigger and bigger and bigger with the West, you know, Europe in general, and then also America. Um, it's just, it's kind of Putin's like, oh, we're losing ground here. And this is important. Like, it's important to him to not lose Ukraine. You know, the idea of it becoming whole again with Russia is so important. And also, you know, they just don't want to see it happen in general, because if they become a part of NATO, if they become their really their own standing thing, then there's just, there's no shot. And that, that looks like a loss. It looks like you literally lost Russian lives in a way, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of prompting this whole thing. Um, people are worried that it is going to spread out into actual full out war. Um, granted though, I guess from the Ukrainian perspective is this is kind of like standard operating procedure for real. Like it, it is like this, like we've been dealing with this for years. It's been ongoing. Um, and you know, we're not going to stop fighting. We're going to fight till we can't, but, um, they would like, I believe to see more, you know, influence, more alliances increase, you know, with the West. Um, so we'll see if anything does kind of spark actually, 
Um, but it does kind of look like grandstanding a little bit. Putin's kind of wanting to get people to come to the table and talk about it and get assurances that that these alliances won't increase and that things will kind of stay more of the same net neutral. Um, but yeah, uh, something I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to cover and not cover, but it does seem pretty interesting. And, um, you know, this is kind of once again, our entry point into that, um, and more international news, keeping it going all around the world. Hey, uh, hey, now. Actually, on that note, I'm going to smoke. I need it. Let me get up. Oh. Uh, this next article I got from CNN World. Um, Myanmar's Aung San Suu Kyi faces two years in jail after her sentence is halved. Um, so essentially, this is a little bit more Myanmar news. Uh, the military government over there, essentially, once they had ousted um, the uh, deposed civilian leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, uh, essentially, they um, kind of wanted to press charges on her for like COVID violations and just a, a series of other charges, um, like corruption and all this kind of stuff. Um, let's see. I think initially she was kind of potentially lined up to take a 14-year prison sentence. Um, but then kind of as it got boiled down, she was set to deal f- get four. Um, and also, I don't believe that was going to be in an actual like prison prison. It was going to be some kind of home confinement, but I don't know if it's been released where she would be staying exactly. Um, but I think due to pressure internationally and just, you know, in Myanmar, that essentially like it got half from the four to the two. So, I mean, that is a silver lining good thing, though. Obviously, this is an atrocity of itself. Just uh, I mean, this seems like a really you know good person. Uh, seems like essentially because she was who she was and tried to stand up and resist, they're trying to punish her for that because they're the regime now in, in power, this military institution. So, um, you know, we'll keep you posted in terms of if there's any more, but I was definitely like kind of shocked to hear that happen. Um, I think if there, and, and, and it is something that's definitely, you know, with Myanmar right now, they're trying to suppress any kind of, um, I'm trying to think what the word I'm looking for here is like they're trying to suppress any kind of news coverage on this kind of thing. Um, there was a gag order imposed so that not, no one involved in the court proceedings could talk about it. Um, you know, like it's a high profile case, obviously, but like they're doing it to suppress information internationally because they don't want to be clamped down on any harder. Um, so definitely a really sketchy situation. Um, Let's see here. Oh, I gotta keep the keep the trains rolling on time here back here. Um, <clears throat> then I wanted to get back home here, though. Well, not home here, but at least the U.S. home. Uh, this is a uh, Chicago news from the Chicago Tribune. Um, but Jesse Smollett, um, his conviction for orchestrating and reporting a phony hate crime punctuates actor's sudden downfall. Um, that is the title from the uh, Chicago Tribune. Uh, this is a case I kind of didn't know if I was going to cover. It's been going on for the past, uh, I guess, I guess month. Uh, essentially, 
Jesse Smollett, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but he played in Empire. It was a big show on Fox, kind of like a, um, to me, I called it a Black Glee, <laughs> uh, but essentially just the same kind of components of just being like, hey, it's supposed to feel like this boardwalk empire kind of edgy thing, but we're, we're singing and rapping and doing all this stuff along the way. Um, it was a big hit. I, I don't, I don't remember how many seasons it had, but um, he was a main character in that a part of like the main family. Uh, but essentially the idea here was uh, Jesse. I mean, and, and I guess you can, do you say allegedly after the person has been convicted? I mean, I guess he can't appeal and that he is planning on appealing, but he was alleged or said to have uh, set up a fake hate crime done upon himself. So essentially it, he had two friends uh, or two associates, I guess, you know, he paid them some money. I believe it was $3,500 um, to jump him, beat him up and like say a bunch of racial things, uh, say MAGA, say all these things. Apparently they beat him up. They try to tie him up with a rope and pour bleach on him. And um, he, you know, calls us in, you know, it's all reported. And it said that white, he said that white people did it, pale skinned people did it. Um, but the police, they investigate and they quickly find two um, African men, Nigerian men, and they arrest these two guys. And essentially off of that situation, they bring back in Jesse and they're like, we think these guys are the guys who did this to you. And he's like, nah like these guys are black as sin like these guys aren't the ones and they're like okay this is this is extremely sus we do not believe you jesse like and they investigated further and they went against these guys and they said no yeah like we were hired to do this and um you know jesse's defense is hey yeah you guys might have actual payment receipts or whatever and there's text messages sure but these are for a training thing like i was getting training from these guys these are my fitness trainers and uh the things that i needed them to do on the low so to speak in these text messages well oh that's uh that's like i needed a herbal steroid so it was like not legal but like i needed their help and that was what it was for but there's video coverage of not just these guys beating them up whatever and there's not just that but there's also coverage of them circling the joint and like circling the area where it's going to go down and which the two men they said hey yeah this is us casing the area saying like hey this is how it's going to go down we're going to do it here yada 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 but he was saying oh no we were just all hanging out smoking weed uh so i mean definitely not looking good for jesse um i also heard in kind of an offshoot article uh the i guess commissioner chief or whatever he had said that he wouldn't have pressed charges had they just apologized. Also in this Tribune article, apparently too, they kind of wanted to sweep this under the rug. And the initial prosecution was kind of like, hey, like we just kind of want to just give this guy community service or something, yada, yada, yada. But things kind of leaked out. And then also apparently there was someone else who was um, higher up and they were connected to the case. And they're like, no, I, I'm going to recuse myself once, you know, he got brought to charges or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. Things are a little bit messy, but um, it does seem like he is up to be facing up to three years. Uh, potentially, though, it might get boiled down. Um, we'll see. Um, 
there's a chance that he could get probation even. So, I, but I know he's planning on appealing, like I said earlier. And uh, overall, yeah, it's definitely an interesting case. Uh, I didn't, like, I, I, I don't know. And, and, and the fact that a hate crime is involved and it's a, a phony hate crime is definitely a big deal. Um, even there was uh, older tweets that Kamala Harris that came out defending, you know, Jesse and saying, hey, this is, a, this is something that shouldn't happen. It's a terrible thing. And it turns out it was a whole fake event. And I mean, a shame that, you know, he felt like, hey, this is the way that I got to do this to stay relevant. Now, like, my show's kind of like, eh, falling off. Um, also, he it was reported, too, that he wanted additional security as well. Um, and he felt like he used this incident saying, hey, like, I got attacked. I was accosted. Like, this is part of the reason why I need the security, you know? Um, so, real wild stuff. Um Ooh, excuse me, got them beer burps. There we go. Hoorah. Um, last clip of the day, though. Uh, got this from the Wall Street Journal. Um, but Gav- uh, California's Gavin Newsom favors gun suits modeled on a Texas abortion law. Uh, this is something that kind of just dropped today on my little news feed. Um, I kind of thought it was more interesting than anything. Just kind of wanted to talk about, maybe throw my two cents around. Um, but essentially, uh, Gavin Newsom, like, wants to throw up the idea of, of, like, just like the bounty system where private citizens can kind of say, hey, I'm going to report that abortion you had, and I'm going to get a $10,000 bounty, $10, bounty on it. Um, private citizens are going to be able to sue manufacturers, shops, I guess, stuff like that, um, for $10,000 at least. Um, and they can just be able to sue them directly. Um, I guess it's kind of in response to in June, there was a federal judge who struck down California's uh, 32-year-old ban on certain weapons, and he likened AR-15 rifles to Swiss Army knives. Um, Which, I mean, obviously that's a jump to me. Like, I can understand that you can call all weapon systems weapon systems. Like, a gun is a gun is a gun. You know, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't say a little knife that you can, you know, have pliers and shit is the same as a as a fucking Barrett 50 cow or, you know, an AR-15 rifle. Like these things aren't correlating. <laughs> like, Sure, they can kill. But like, yeah, I could kill you with a rock. But efficiency is efficiency. Um, but in a quote, Mr. Newsom said, um, I guess well, a statement, but uh, if states can now shield their laws from review by the federal courts that compare assault weapons to Swiss Army knives, then California will use that authority to protect people's lives where Texas used it to put women in harm's way. Um, so, I mean, I think it's it's an interesting approach. Um, my more liberal senses are kind of tingling here. Like, I mean, okay, I get it. You know, it's good to have some enforcement, some protection, um, it's good to kind of balance the scales, I guess, too, if you will. But I don't think that this makes much sense in the same way that using a bounty for abortions makes sense. I, I don't think that that's the way to go about this legally. Um, I think it's pretty loose. Um, also, I feel like, too, that if something like this goes up to all of the Supreme Court, being the numbers that they are, I don't think it favors anything for it. So I don't know. Once again, this is more of an opinional thing I kind of wanted to spark up, um, get you to think about, talk about. Um, but yeah, 
that about wraps us up. Um, we're at the end of the line, end of the station. Um, as usual, check us out on our Patreon if you want that shout out. Uh, Five dollars, and we will say your name. Um, check us out on Twitter at now underscore Brad. Our Facebook is now Brad. Our Instagram is now and then in podcast. Now and then podcast. I don't know why I say it like that. Whew. The IPAs, baby. They got me. Um, I hope you guys have a good day, a good week. If I don't hear or see you soon, or you don't hear from me soon, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I said, with the formatting and stuff like that, we hope to be getting a group episode in again. The duo is going to get back together again. Um, boys back in town, all that fun stuff. Um, until then, salutations. Love ya. Um, Mariah Carey Christmas to ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.